old. I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshua and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched Tron Legacy. Walt Disney Studios put out this stylish sequel in 2010. It's rated PG and has a runtime of two hours and five minutes. Some other movies Disney put out around this time were Tangled and Mars Needs Moms. Girls, what would you say this movie's about? Zosha? About Sam going to the game world and going to find his dad. That is what it's about. Amelia, could you add anything to that? Sam got to stop the bad guy from bringing his game world to the real world. <laughs> yes, that is what this movie's about. It's about Sam Flynn, a young man who gets sucked into a digital world while trying to find his dad, Kevin, who's been missing for 20 years. But once he's in the digital world, he finds an evil copy of his dad who will stop at nothing until he merges the digital world with our real world. But now getting into the movie, some familiar faces and voices. Sam Flynn is played by Garrett Hedlund. You know him as Jack Mercer in the movie Four Brothers, Murtaugh from Aragon, and he plays Hook in the 2015 Pan. Kevin Flynn is played by Jeff Bridges. He is the giver in The Giver, the voice of Big Z in Surf's Up, Obadiah Stane in Iron Man, and he's the dude in The Big Lebowski. So mm. parents will know that movie, obviously, not children, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cora is played by Olivia Wilde. She is Jane in The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Gozer from Ghostbusters Afterlife, and she is the voice of Lois Lane in DC League of Super Pets. Zeus is played by Michael Sheen. This is an actor that every time I see him, I enjoy him. I, I don't know. There's something about his face or something <laughs> that I just, I, I love whatever role he's in. Um, but he was the White Rabbit in the live action Alice in Wonderland. He is Aro from the Twilight movies and Dr. Blair Mudfly in Doolittle. And then the director of this movie is Joseph Kosinski. He directed the movie Oblivion and one of Mommy's favorite movies, Top Gun Maverick. Mm, (laughs) In case you didn't catch on to the sarcasm there, it is not one of Mommy's favorite movies. (laughs) We are not a fan of Top Gun Maverick. But it seems like he does more uh, grown-up films rather than kids' movies. Yes. Yeah. So before Mommy and I talk about the first times that we saw this movie, Zosha, why are we covering this movie? Because I rode the ride with Mommy, and so I wanted to watch this movie. Where'd you ride it at? Disney. Oh, yes. You guys rode it in Disney World. How exciting was that? Really exciting. It was extremely exciting. Um, The ride photo is actually my cover photo on Facebook because Zosha (laughs) and I's faces say it all. It's just full smile from ear to ear, and they launch you out on a light cycle. People, this ride is... This is my favorite ride in Magic Kingdom as of right now. Like it is, it is so cool. And then if you like the aesthetic of this movie, you will love the aesthetic of the ride. Um, But when we got off of it, I felt really bad because Amelia really wanted to ride it. So what do we need to do to ride this ride, Amelia? Gloma. Yes, because parents, this is one of the higher height limits for Disney World. So do you remember? What age you were in the first time you watched this movie? Absolutely. I was 18 years old and it was just released in theaters. I think I saw it the night it came out with my friends. Oh, yeah. I saw this on the big screen. (laughs) Did you see it in 3D? Because this was a 3D movie. Um, No, I saw it on the ultra IMAX screen. Okay. So it was still like, yes. And you liked it, I'm assuming? I loved it. I mean, 
from the very opening shot of this movie, which is just the Walt Disney World Cinderella Castle made over as the Tron Castle. That was the background on my phone for years, literal (laughs) years. I had that. I wanted the full Tron suit, just like Cora. Okay. I I haven't gotten it yet. So maybe one day Santa will bring me that. (laughs) What about you? Did you see this in theaters? I did see this in theaters and I liked it. I remember liking it at the time. I did not see it in 3D, but I did purchase the Blu-ray in 3D and I remember watching it in 3D and being like, whoa, this is pretty cool. It is. This would be a good one to experience either like I did big screen or 3D. What I, either way you can get it. Just not, not don't go SD. Don't go standard <laughs> definition. No, definitely not. <laughs> so much like Top Gun Maverick, this movie is considered a legacy sequel the original came out in 1982. Do you remember seeing the original? Have you seen the original? I did. Um, so I went out and rented it back when that was a thing still. It was at the tail end in 2010, but you could <laughs> still rent some things. Um, and I watched it at home after I had seen this movie. And I was like, how did they get this awesome Tron legacy out of this hot garbage from 1982 <laughs> because i know at the time i know this movie was revolutionary i know my grandfather has mentioned it and stuff like that. this was such a cool yeah. movie but yeah when you were when i was watching it in 2010 after just watching tron legacy i was like yeah this ain't for me no. this is really boring did you see the original i have seen the original and it was because when i bought the 3d version it came with the original tron okay so i watched them back to back Again, like you, after I had seen Tron Legacy and being like, what is this? How is this considered revolutionary at the time? Because this is worse looking than Star Wars. Star Wars came out in the 70s and this is Tron. And this is still something that's looked at as like this paved the way for some things. And I don't know. I just don't see it. And I know you don't see it either. But uh wasn't a fan. No. But, you know, when you're born in the 90s, of course, you're not going to look at it the same way as <laughs> the people who watched it when it came out. No, definitely not. And one of the biggest differences in these two movies was the style. Mm-hmm. And we love the style of this new movie. Yes, it is a very dark movie. It accentuates like the neon of mm-hmm. everything. Like because when you think digital, you do. You think those lights um, versus the 1982 version. It, it was a lot more colorful than I, mean, I, I guess, expected. I mean, I guess that's how they saw digital back then as well, though. They thought like technology was these things. and Yes. And nowadays it's more like sleek, those black tones, those darker tones. An and Apple I, store. Yeah. It an looks Apple like an Apple store. store. Basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no there's no denying that this movie is just visually stunning. You could tell that a lot of things are fake. A lot of the backgrounds are fake. It's all computer generated. But you could also notice that a lot of the sets are real. Like the buildings they walk into, the floors they're standing on. There's a lot of cool stuff in this that are just... It's like a extremely pretty modern Sims. Like everything I can see that. is just... Um, I love when they go back to Kevin Flynn's house, if you will, in the digital world. Yeah. And like all the white furniture and the floor glows. And yeah. Like, the like mirror, that you can tell... The, yeah, the mirror and the decorations and yes, stuff. Yes, and that you can tell is a set. That is all like tangible things. That is not CGI'd in. And it's, it, it is... I'd be like, I'd stay here. Like, I'd Airbnb <laughs> Kevin Flynn's. <laughs> oh, that's I'd, an idea. Go into the grid. <laughs> yeah. So that's obviously a positive is just the overall style of this movie. One of the other positives that I know that you want to talk about is the music of this movie. Oh, yeah. Like Daft Punk, it fits this movie perfectly. Yes. They did such a good job with Derezd and like their, their entire soundtrack is just so cohesive with what's going on in this movie. Like the disc battles and everything like that. It just goes to the beat. 
yeah, this was really cool because I remember at the time being a Daft Punk fan in general. So when they said Daft Punk was going to be scoring this, because this was the time of internet, this was the time that I was using the internet and I knew these things beforehand going into the movie. So it wasn't a surprise to me. So when I had listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so good. It fits it so well. Um, there's a scene in the club where Daft Punk, you could actually see the two members. I believe they're brothers. I'm not hundred percent sure. They're in Zeus's club though. And it's so cool. It is so cool. And he talks to them. He's like, Hey, spice it up a little bit. And they change the song. And then even when there's a fight scene in the club, which is one of my favorite scenes of the movie, just because of the music, this Zeus with his cane doing that like dance thing. Oh, it's such a good scene. Without this music, I don't think this movie is that good. If this music was not in here, this movie would be knocked down so many pegs. I'm not sure if you could agree with me on that. Um, A little bit. Okay. I don't think it would be so many pegs, but it, it definitely makes it better because it helps put more of that oomph behind some of these scenes. It's like watching a fight without music. You watch a fight with music and without music. It's two different things. Yeah, it definitely helps. Like we talked about, this movie is very much a digital world and this digital electronic dance music fits this so well. And they had that on the uh, ride as well, right? Yeah. Oh, even if you don't ride the ride, if you're afraid of roller coasters, just be like, can I just go through the line queue? Can I? Yeah. <laughs> so I can see everything? Because <laughs> it is really, really cool. They they brought it to life. So another positive I want to talk about is Jeff Bridges. So Jeff Bridges was in the original, and I don't remember him too much of the original just because I've only seen the original one time, and I didn't care for it, obviously. But I've seen this movie maybe 10, 12 times in my lifetime now. And I always love Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is a great actor overall, but in this movie, he's really cool because he's basically the dude as a dad, like his lingo that he has with his son, Sam. He says things like, oh, come on, man. And he says, you know, you're really messing with my Zen thing, dude. Mm. And um, he says like radical, like his, his language in general is just still stuck in the eighties when he had disappeared in this movie. And it's cool. It shows. And I love him. He's just... I cried at a scene in the movie, and it was because of him. His acting is just phenomenal in this movie. He does. There's, I, I think if we're thinking of the same scene, like the tears that are in his eyes mm-hmm. coming out the corners and stuff, you're like, oh, Jeff Bridges, why? Why are you doing this to me? I guess it's not too much of a spoiler because they do interact and they do find each other. Yeah. And it's that scene when they first see each other for the first time after decades Yes. And it's not like Garrett Hedlund does a great job in that scene as well, because both of them have that emotion, because for the longest time, he's sitting here thinking that his dad just up and left him. He has no idea what happened to him or anything, because nobody thought what he accomplished would be possible. Like, it's crazy. Um, So, no, both of them is a very emotional scene. And they both like... That typical man thing where you're like, I'm not going to be the first one to cry, but we both, <laughs> we both definitely have tears in our eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's, really, it's really good. Yeah. Another part I want to mention is basically a sequence of things. I absolutely love when Sam gets to the grid and they send him to the games. You know, they mm. have him suit up. I like that suit up scene where they're like, nah, no street clothes on the grid. Yo. It is a cool suit up scene. It is. It's super cool. And then he gets down to the games and Rensler finds out that he's a user um, and then we see that scene where he comes face to face with Clue for the first time. And then from there, it goes right into the light cycle races. All of that is just so cool. It is action packed and there's just something to look at in every frame. It is very good cinema, in my opinion. Some people fight me on that, but it's super entertaining. It is cool. It was a very fun scene. So for the games, do you would you want to play either of those? Would you rather do the light cycle or the disc battle? <laughs> light cycle. Light cycle? Yeah. Okay. The light cycle, I just want to ride, but I think I'd be better at the disc battle. I don't know why. I'm not a physically fit person, but I feel like the, the disc battle. You'd do better at throwing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
That's fair. All right, so I'm going to bring up some of the negatives now. It's more for kids, but one of them did affect me. So in the beginning of this movie, I'd say in the first maybe five minutes, there's this boardroom meeting scene. And all these people are talking about ways that they can boost NCOM stock and shares. And it's a lot of financial talk. This lingo went over my head. And I looked over at the girls and I could tell that they were kind of like, what are they talking about right now? They were kind of fidgeting with their fingers. They definitely didn't care about it. No, it was boring. And for it being in the first five minutes where you're supposed to be grabbing your audience's attention, especially children, I thought that that was kind of a bad choice for them to make. Bit of a letdown. Um, acting aside from Jeff Bridges, I thought that Garrett Hedlund was laughable in a lot of the scenes. And I think it was just because of the writing. They would often make him just say things that were happening. Like they would show that his gun was jammed and then he would turn back to Cora and Jeff Bridges character and he would say, it's jammed. It's like, I know we saw that. I don't need you to say that. I can see that this is happening. And I think that might have been more towards kids. Maybe they want to show a little bit more of that. But I thought it was just a waste of his acting. You could see that he was having this struggle. I don't need to hear him say it. And the same went with Olivia Wilde. I felt like she was just there. She didn't really add anything to the story for me. And I understand that her acting. So she's born in this world. She started in this world. She is an ISO. Yes. And so she's never seen the sun. She's never been outside. So a lot of things are new to her. So her reactions kind of fit her better. Garrett Hedlund's the one that I was like, man, they really dropped the ball on this kid. See, I don't know. I'll disagree with you there because I thought Garrett Hedlund did fine. I mean, is this late teens Samantha talking to me right now that she was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Oh no, he was a slice. There was no denying that. When I watched this movie, (laughs) I was like, what is up Garrett Hedlund? Because (laughs) with the shorter hair and everything. um, But no, I did think he did good. Like I, I get what you mean. Um, about stating, oh, my gun's jammed. But I, if it's a scene that I am thinking of, I don't think they're paying attention to him. Like, they're trying to escape and get away. It's like, they might not be paying attention that his gun is jammed. So I will come to the defense and say, maybe he's saying it like, hey, can you toss me a new weapon so we can continue to kick some booty out here and escape all these people chasing us? But it does go back to writing. And again, it's a PG movie for kids. Those yeah. are, th- that is the type of things that you would expect to hear. Going back to Cora. I agree. Like the thing she does fits her because she does kind of have this um, wonder-like, childlike um, essence to her. Yeah. Uh, because she grew up in this world, she does. She knows nothing of the real world. She has no idea. So it's all very exciting when another user is finally on the grid. She's all like, definitely barking up Sam's tree. Yeah. She looks <laughs> him up and down a few times in this movie. I, I mean, I don't blame her. <laughs> And then the only other problem I had with this movie was the runtime. At two hours and five minutes for it being a PG kids movie that most parents were probably going to bring their kids because they grew up with the original. Mm -hmm. I felt like, man, this is, they kind of dropped the ball on this. It probably could have been 20 minutes shorter. I agree. For it being geared more towards children, it should be shaved down a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I do actually have one other negative. Okay. Um, So I noticed the de-aging on Jeff Bridges the first time I saw it. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is so cool because for me that was the first time i'd ever seen anything like that technology wise but at the same time you could still tell that it wasn't a real person um, but it still had that wow factor now revisiting it in 2023 and you have fresh eyes and fresh kids watching this movie who have seen tony stark's de-aging you're like oh yeah never mind that doesn't look that good um so watching it now 
the effects surrounding Clue are pretty bad. It does. (laughs) It does. And at the same time, it doesn't look much different from like the end of Rogue One where you see Princess Leia. Like it looks bad still. So in 20 years, they still haven't mastered de-aging or making a completely different character out of the blue or out of thin air i don't know man i thought they did a good job with uh robert downey jr that looked really they good. did they, <laughs> which is crazy so i don't know and that was still disney even so. when they showed luke skywalker in the mandalorian you're like whoa it kind of looks like i thought they did a good job with that so yeah, i guess i did it's, too i guess it's a hit or miss on disney they use all their budget up on the sets and the lights and all the other cgi that they were like ah we still gotta do jeff bridges but yeah for it being 13 years it's just something that you could tell didn't age well with uh the current effects out there no with the negatives is there anything that we need to talk about for parental guidance yes so like we had talked about the director of this movie mainly makes grown-up movies so there are going to be some more grown-up qualities to this language though is still pretty mild with only a few instances and it's nothing harsh violence wise though the games in the grid are combative Uh, The point of the disc fighting and light cycle races are to finish off your opponent. Um, However, because all the people in the grid are programs and not users like Sam, they simply break down into pieces and de-res, de-resolution, if you will. Um, But it's viewed as violent and harmful nonetheless. We see a program with a section of his face missing. We watch Clue slice a program's neck with his disc and more. There's no blood, but de-resing is still bad, kiddos. Scary-wise, our girl said that there was nothing that concerned them, but this is an overall dark movie. They are in a computer program, so there's no sun and no blue skies. Some kids might not like this, and then, of course, any of the de-resing scenes could be scary. Some grown-up stuff. There are a lot of grown-up themes in this film, the biggest one including loss and abandonment. In Sam's eyes, his dad left him, and it led him down an irresponsible path towards Encom International. Clue straight up commits genocide against the ISOs and is displaying yeah. all signs of a fearful dictatorship. Um, so Clue's just, yeah, he's, he's your staple bad guy. Mm. Um, and there's a couple of scenes where we see Sam shirtless, but it's extremely brief. And there are also a few mentionings of alcohol. Lastly, some cry factor. The end is emotional and it can make you shed a tear. And then even like who Maddie and I talked about earlier, when they see each other for the first time, both of those scenes might get you. So when Disney made Avatar rides, a lot of people rode them, a lot of kids rode them, and then they were like, I want to watch the movies. And that's what they did. They went and watched the movies. And I think that this is the same thing. Disney made a ride for Tron, and now kids are like, I want to go watch this movie. Most kids who can't ride the ride probably won't be interested in the movie. So I'm going to recommend an age closer to the height requirement, and I'm going to say six and up is a fine age to show your kid. But fully grasping everything, I'm going to say 10 and up. I'd agree with that, especially with all the financial talk about the company and, yeah. you know, Sam needs to step up and take care of his dad's company and all these different things. Like, yeah, you're that's going right over everybody's head at six. <laughs> yes. So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie at a 51%, which is a thumbs middle. Audiences have it at a 63%, which is also a thumbs middle. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha. Do you give Tron Legacy a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. Amelia? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Mommy? Thumbs up. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thumbs up all around. What about you, Daddy? I'm going thumbs middle. I can't keep up with the thumbs up. It is a good movie, but it has some flaws, but I will watch this movie again. And if any of you would like to add Tron Legacy to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Disney Plus or available across platforms. 
And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Happy New Year!